three. First one in a while. Wanted to be good. Maybe that's gonna make the pot. Three, two, one. Oh God. It's like the can was pushing back. It was, <laughs> it was a little rusty. We're a little like, rusty. Like, it's fine. I, I, no, like the can, like, like no, I will not open. Uh, cheers. Cheers. Mm. No puns allowed. First time in a while. It's been a minute. Adam and Page. Like a month and a, a month and some change. You know, it has been a minute. Um, football is in this weird. Uh, draft centric draft heavy combine heavy mode college football is kind of dormant although i do love to see spring football tweets like like we're back at it it's like holy shit man it's it's i guess march now but it's february uh but yes football things are happening uh how are you most importantly how have you been what have you been doing great i have missed doing this every week it, I know, like, when we decided to take the break, we were both a little burnt out just because, like, yes. this season takes a toll, especially we added live streams in. We added a lot of other things. We took, lot going on. like, the pod very seriously in terms of just getting the best content out there. And that takes a little bit of a toll after a few months. Um, yes. So I think we were a little burnt out, but I was, like, itching to get back to talk about things. Like, I mean, you and I talk still every week. Um but it's different when we get to do it and have these conversations and have like our little community that we have of people talking with us on the internet. So um, I missed everybody and I'm so happy to be back and it's March, the best month of the year. I love it. I'm so excited. I am excited to talk to you because there's one thing I've been doing that uh, since we like since the break. Yes. Uh, that's sport related, but I have to start with some dad content. I feel like that's a way to get yes. back going. Yes. So la- so last night I am I am tired today, okay? And it has nothing to do with work. I have three kids and my youngest is three and a half, Cam. And he decided last night I'm done with my crib, right? So he th- like and I've gone uh-huh. through this with the other two. It's a terrible terrible thing because it's not going to go well. These children have free reign into your house essentially. And so it's it's like training a puppy. That's a terrible thing to say about children, <laughs> but it is. So last night, he's, he's a, we have an inflatable mattress, like, in the bed, okay? And, like, mm-hmm. he's, it's like you give him a free reign to this, and it's like he's just, like, moonwalking, and it, it's just, oh, God, it was a mess. But then, the kicker on it, so getting him to bed, nothing short of, like, a, just a monstrous endeavor. 4.30 in the morning, he comes in. He's like, I slept really good. He's like, today's like, what are we doing? What are, what are we eating? Where are we? Where are we going? Like, what's up, guys? Showtime. And it's like, so it is uh, the, a stretch of life that is very challenging has started for the third and God, please, hopefully final time for me. Um, You're no, jinxing yourself. Knock on I something. <laughs> I am. Um, so it is, it is funny, though. Yesterday was the day. It's like a meaningful day in all the parenting of like crib out and he's just looking at this thing. He's like, fuck that crib. I'm getting a big boy bed, which was an inflatable mattress, which now, of course, bed purchasing. Like you can see the chain of events happening here. So it's on. Wow. That must feel weird because like you're getting to that stage of like, I know most parents, it's like, okay, when like everybody's out of diapers and you're like all potty yep. trained, it's like a huge feat. I feel like getting everyone to sleep in their big kid bed is like a huge feat. So Godspeed to you getting My, him What What wrangled. if I can tell is... Get, Wife is not happy, um, but but I am. I'm thrilled. Big kid bed, whatever. Like this is where the, the age the, comes in for number four. This is yeah. Oh no, 
Well, not for me. Maybe for her. Maybe for her. But no. Um, okay, so that's I'm gonna put one bets thing. on that. I'm gonna put bets on that. Oh, uh, Bo is like minus. No, it's not like something astronomical. Because it, but like it's not. There's different levels of no. <laughs> it's like minus four fifty five. No, right? Okay. Like it's a big chalk. But this big chalks lose sometimes, which I'm finding out, by the way, I have never bet on more college basketball than I have in the last month. I'm so proud. Like, I am enjoying it. Now, mm-hmm. here would be here would be my assessment of college basketball as I relate it to college football. Okay. Uh, and I've watched college basketball before, but usually I'm just like one of those douchebags that cram for the tournament. And I'm kind of that douchebag still, but a little less douchey this year. So, um it is clumsy, much like college football can be, and I mean that yes. in a nice, endearing way. The ends of games are painful. Free throw shooting is really bad. Turnovers are awful. Um, and it's all good. It all actually is sitting well with me because there are some college football-y, like, oh, my God, that I actually like, especially when I'm betting. So last night, I bet on Boise State versus San Diego State. They were down, I forget what it was, wow. six or seven. I was laying three. They, they closed the game on like a 13-0 run, and it was like a miracle cover, and it was like unbelievable. Um, so I'm I'm loving college basketball. I will say this. is the most I've been into it in my entire life. I will say this year is probably a good year to bet because oh, yeah. it's been so chaotic. Like there's not just like the one team who has like one loss or two losses. Like good teams are losing this year um middle of the road teams are winning big games like there's going to be a lot of madness for a lack of a better term but i will say that college basketball is honestly the best gateway to gambling i feel like for sports gambling it's the first sport that i ever bet on and it was because arizona didn't make the tournament and so i was like okay i'll I'll do this as a fun thing and it was the best few weeks of my life like you just you ride a high it's like okay what bet is next like there's just so much going on um, and it's like Saturday, but four days straight. And then like a yeah. college football Saturday, but four days straight of just that chaos of like riding your bets out. It is so fun. So I'm very excited that we'll, we'll obviously have college basketball yes. betting content on this podcast for sure. We know it's a, it's going to be loosely a college football podcast for the next couple of months. Cause we've got lots of interests that we would like to discuss. Well, there's college football things, you know, the off season has yet to break. For college yeah. football, like like it, it, there's some things, but it hasn't. I feel like the past couple of years has been insane, mm-hmm. and the pace in which college football's off season is going, which is fine, by the way, but the pace is much different. I feel like maybe I'm just saying. It, look, we've been out less than two months, right? So we haven't been out that long. Spring is starting. It's a little weird, though. It's almost too quiet, isn't it? Like, did you get that vibe too? I think it's because we've gotten so much so quick in the last two years of like, okay, we're changing this, we're changing that, we're changing this, we're changing that. And then it's like, all right, we've pretty much changed everything. We're still going to workshop some things we might change, but it's going to slow itself down. Kind of like we talked about with like NIL and Transfer Portal, like those things have sort of like flatlined a little bit and sort of started to like balance out, which is good. There's still like definite, definite conversations around those things, but they've started to work themselves out a little bit. So I feel like we're going to get, we're jinxing ourselves for sure. We're going to have a huge like, news break tomorrow after we already recorded this or something. Um, but no, I think we're we're in a good spot college football wise, draft wise. This is always like a busy time 
Um, and also kind of a sad time. I always get kind of sad that these guys are leaving college football. I know it's weird because you get to still watch them play football, but it's just different. It really is different. What is your what is your combine give a shit level like this year? Where are you coming in at? Um, I usually don't care at all, but I, my favorite thing that people care about that I don't care about that I find it funny that other people care about is the hand size thing. Like that's my favorite. Is that oh, people yeah, really care. remember that was like three yes. months of that. Yeah. It's like I oh. love the hand size thing or like the height thing. Like I just love that like that determines how good somebody is, even though that's not proven to be the case outside of very few positions that like the bigger the better or whatever you know what i mean so it's very yes interesting that people care about that although i know last year did we bet on stuff last year yeah i've got a couple of lines for you DraftKings got a few up um they're not okay. as much as i thought i thought they were more up earlier but i uh to, to the point that you said though i like the combine because i'm like we have these people that we well we root for all of them but you have yes. players that you particularly like latched onto that you're like, okay, do it, or or like a running back, like Deuce Vaughn. I'm 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 gonna hitch my wagon to Deuce. Like I want Deuce Vaughn yes. to be awesome because you know he's gonna come in, and I don't even know if he's working out at the combine, but you know he's gonna come in at five foot five or whatever it is, and it's like, all right, I want Deuce to run whatever crazy time. I want him to look good. I want all these things, and I do find it interesting. Like the combine is becoming. I remember talking about this with you last year. Kind of less of a thing. Because mm-hmm. if you're like Bryce Young, it's like, fuck this. I'm going to work out at my pro day. <clears throat> I'll see you there. And you see that trend for a lot of players kind of holding true, which I get. If I'm Bryce Young, that's exactly what I'd want to do, right? Like, well, there's no need for this. And I also think the like other conversation that comes into play is like, oh, pro days don't really matter because those stats are, you know, not real because they're doing it at their pro day and like all that stuff. I don't love those conversations because like, really? Really? But I'm curious, like, do you think that, like, the interest – I wouldn't say the interest in draft because I don't think that that's shifting. I think people genuinely care. But I, do you think the lead-up to the draft is a little bit less, like, maybe, like, two weeks before people are like, okay, cool. But I think now do you think people are like, eh, we'll wait and see. I think I think yes, and I wonder if I could – I don't think this is a great draft class. Like, when mm-hmm. you had Trevor Lawrence and Zach – Wilson, uh, when you had like, and Trey Lance, like it was really intriguing. Cause it was like, you know what I mean? Like it was kind of like, you don't have necessarily, you kind of do with Bryce Young and Stroud and Will Levis and maybe Anthony Richardson. We should talk about that. But I, I feel, I do feel like maybe it's a little bit much. I feel like the combine has peaked. I do think like combine interest has peaked. They, the wall to wall coverage. I'll watch. I, I, I can't help yeah. it. Like there's not, you have it on. It's like kind of a so background I, thing. I want to see if a running back or a wide receiver or a corner is going to run some crazy time. I want to see guys that I know that I'm like, okay, what are they going to do? But I yeah. do think we've we're probably we're probably maxed out on this so, content. I, at least so, me personally, I am. Yeah, and I think part of this and correct. I mean, you can totally disagree with me, but I've like the whole Zach Wilson hype thing. Do you remember like at the beginning of the college football season, no one cared. One person scouted yes. him and said that he was potentially going to be really good. And then like a whole bunch of scouts jumped on that bandwagon. Um, yes. We're seeing. I, I not remember something... it very well, unfortunately. Yeah. I don't want to say that that's exactly what's happening with Anthony Richardson because it's different. But it is, it is. interesting to me that the conversation has short, sort of shifted. And I think you are writing on something similar this week of like, 
are we starting to overthink it? Are people really wanting to have the like spicy take instead of looking at a guy and going, this is a number one overall pick that we know to be a number one overall pick and we're just trying to get too creative with this stuff? Um, because we we had a discussion, the Anthony Richardson odds for him to be the number one overall pick like shifted or a top five crazy. pick shifted. Yeah, I, I, I've got them right now. Like okay. the number one overall pick odds right now, Bryce Young is minus 160, Stroud plus 380. Will Levis plus three uh, plus five fifty and Richardson plus five fifty. He was, I believe, a hundred to one, mm-hmm. like two weeks ago, and um, it's a so okay. Here's where I'm at with this, by the way. Yes, we're overthinking it, but after Josh Allen, <clears throat> I think Josh Allen screwed up all of this for everybody. Yep. Because Josh Allen, who you know I covered in college and really liked, and like went and watched practice, and I was like, this is one of the craziest things I've ever seen. But it was crazy because he's like barreling over players in practice, throwing the ball 20 yards over people's head, and then like doing some crazy, incredible shit. And when he was taken by the Bills, you're like, oh, wow, good luck with that. And he is truly unbelievably good. Yeah. So he's kind of screwed it up here in the best possible way. Yeah. And when when you watched Anthony Richardson last year, there were moments when you're like, this is like... This is, I don't even know a good comparison. They're like they're very Cam Newton. There are very few quarterbacks mm-hmm. of this type of size that have that type of arm that can run the way that he did. So they're, they're truly I I get it that if he gets in right in front of the right team and you're gonna have a GM or an OC say like I could fix him. We could we could fix him. Chances are like drafting a quarterback is so fucking hard. Speaking of Zach Wilson, like my Jets have sucked at it forever. Um yeah. so like it has such a potential bust, and yet I watch the highlights, and I'm like, yeah, I kind of get it. Like, it's it's crazy, yeah. some of the stuff that he can do. Are teams overthinking it, though? Yes. Yeah. To your point, yes. That is, that is, that is without a question, I think the answer is pretty easy here. Okay. I wasn't sure if I was just being too critical of that community who really dives in and, and looks at this stuff, but I, it seems like a little bit of a trend to me that we're always – we've got well, a guy that maybe is – pretty straightforward and then we see somebody else and we're like you know what maybe that's the case and I mean to be determined about Trey Lance too I think Patrick Mahomes is also a good example of that where like I mean yes he was still a really a top pick but like it doesn't doesn't mean that people really thought a guy from Texas Tech was going to be you know Patrick Mahomes to be honest with Will, you. Will Levis by the way is, Will Levis is a much different player but mm-hmm. even maybe more polarizing in a way because he was bad this year and, and you, t- you look at, like, every time I'm on Twitter, people are like, fucking this guy again. But, like, yes, he's 6'4", he's 235 pounds. He's a guy, by the way, Paige, you, like, at all the scouts, like, whatever, scout or wannabe scout or media scout, everybody seems to still kind of be like, yeah, he's going to go top 10. I'm not sure. But, yeah, like, tools, physical traits, et cetera. Like, that's, that's another player that is going to be incredibly controversial, I think, in terms of where they go. Because college football Twitter and draft Twitter have very different opinions on what Will Levis is going to be. That's actually such a good point. Like college football Twitter and draft Twitter are very different oh. beasts. They Except view like the Bijan. game very differently. They're like, yeah, yes, yeah. Bijan Robinson. Like, and, and maybe Bryce Young. But Bijan, they're like, yep. Did you see Will Anderson today when he asked the best football player he played against? He said Bijan Robinson. No. Which is such an odd answer for a linebacker. Like, 
And, and, and I mean this in the best possible way. Like, that's so cool. As someone, yeah. and, and I, as you and I both, we strongly endorse both of these guys. To yes. Like, they're, they're in the stable of players that we really, really like. I was like, yeah, that's great. Like, that is, that is a great answer. But that's cool. Like, I love to hear that kind of stuff. Yeah. So um, we will, yes, we will do some draft stuff, but I know yes. we're not, we're, this is not a scouting podcast. Let's be clear. <laughs> I'm going to make, like, like, we know we would make decisions be. with our heart, really. <laughs> we were oh drafting my God. good teams. Yeah. It would yes, be our all favorites, which would be very good teams, but it would be, yeah, it would be bad. Like there'd be some good hits, right? Like little Josh Jacobs action in there. And like you, you get some of the players we've covered, but like we, uh, terrible GMing that we would draft based yeah. off of like who we've covered and who we, who we really like bad, bad Absolutely. philosophy there. Um, so speaking of evaluating players. Yes. Dion Sanders <clears throat> shared his very unique and maybe like slightly joking way of evaluating. I don't think it was joking, but it was made to be funny um, about how he evaluates quarterbacks and offensive players versus defensive players when recruiting them. Mm -hmm. And he made the comment that offensive players, he looks for guys that have a 3.5 GPA and come from a two parent home. Um, And defensive guys, it's like one parent home. It just is a strange. Um, oh, he and share. he went on from there. Like he, he's like, yeah, like has had to work for everything. Like he leaned into these things. Yes, like very aggressively. I thought, like over the yeah. Top. Well, and look, I understand that Dion is putting butts in seats. The spring game for Colorado is never sold out. Sold out. You know they have transfers coming that they probably wouldn't have got without him. I get the value. But that to me is like a very, very dangerous narrative to put out there. And I also wonder if like Kirby Smart or Nick Saban said things along those lines, what the reaction would be versus a Dion. And I don't know that we should excuse it as like a joke, but I just found it to be very unsettling to say things like that and just... Very strange. Like, I don't know. I just felt like it was weird. He's been riding a high and people are really supporting what he's doing. It just felt like a weird thing to share and put out there. So I'll go back. When he was introduced and he's talking to his team, this is a much different scenario. Let's be clear. And mm -hmm. he's basically telling the whole team, like, pack your shit. I'm getting, I'm bringing Gucci. That's what he told them. Basically, if you're here, like, you probably should think about leaving. Kind of rub people the wrong way, right? Yeah. Like some people, like some people, like, hey, he's got to win. I get it. I get it too, by the way. It was a weird way to put it, to beat your new team. Like, hey, I'm bringing in some talent. You probably should look elsewhere, right? I'm paraphrasing mm -hmm. here. Okay. It was a little weird. This was a new layer of it. And he's so um, charismatic. And he's so, like, he, he, he delivers it in a way where you can't tell if he's joking or if he's serious. But this was certainly well thought out. Like, this is something that he's uttered yes. before. This is something that he's thought about. Uh, this is something like that to, to me felt like like almost like a bit, but not. And yeah. I'm a little surprised it didn't get more run. Right. I'm a little surprised that more people weren't talking about it because I, I don't want to say I'm not offended. I'm, I'm, it's hard to offend no. me. But I but I heard it and I'm like, oh, fuck. Oh boy. Like, wow, that's going to be a big deal. And I don't think it really has been a big deal, by the way. It hasn't. And that's, what's been weird for me. 
Because like I said, if that was Nick Saban or Kirby Smart saying something like that, that would be a huge effing deal. And so that's why I was like, it's just strange to me that we would allow that sort of discussion about young men, especially someone who like, it's just weird because like the contrast is so weird. He's almost like not contradictory, but it's like he, there was a video going around about like the women that work on his staff and he brought them all up in front of the room and he said to the room, you say, say yes, ma'am to them. You call them ma'am until they, unless they tell you otherwise, you be respectful of them. You be respectful of women. I require that in this program. There's a zero tolerance policy for being disrespectful. But then, and then says, turns around and says, oh, if you come, if you are a quarterback recruit and you have a single mother, no, I'm not taking you. That's weird. That's so weird. And I know, like you said, I'm not offended. I just find it to be odd. And I don't know how, I almost like don't know how to feel about it. I almost feel like gross about that, that that's like accepted and okay to just like throw out there. I think he, the one thing that's clear to me is he has this, it's his personality that will mm-hmm. allow him to do, like this is what is makes him such a unique hire Good, bad, or otherwise, because yeah. he can do and say these things that pretty much nobody can. And of course, that's tied to yeah. race. And there's there's a lot of weight to that. But it's also Dion. Like this is him. Like even as a yeah. player, he was loud. He he was he was cocky. He was arrogant, and it like defined his persona. And I think that is when you're signing up for Dion, you're signing up for the whole experience. On the same point, like he's got like two of the best corners in football, and we're talking about Colorado for the first time in. Forever. And that is like, but you wonder um, when they start, if they start losing or when they start losing, because they're going to lose some games. Yeah. Like when, what, what, what does it turn? Right. Like what is it? I'm just, I'm fascinated by the whole Dion thing. I'd love to do, I'd love to spend a day with him and, and just to like talk to him, not even like between like interviews and just to figure it out because I'd love to see what make, makes him tick because I think it's going to be boom or bust. And obviously he's doing a lot of really good things, but yeah, there's some shit here. That's it's, it, it's a little strange. I, I totally agree with you there. Yeah. And I think this will be an ongoing conversation and it's one, to be fair, this is a conversation that we have a lot in college football with like head coaches. I mean, absolutely. There's things that Lane Kiffin says and does that maybe people don't agree with, but he is you, good you at have, it's football. Deli- so it's, it, I think too, like that is something that maybe you and I should dive into of like, Hey, do we, Talk to him and get someone in the room with him, like yourself, who, you know, is I'd love willing to, to kind I'd of love figure to. it out. I think he's workshopping story ideas on the pod. <laughs> without doubt. I think he's the most interesting person in the sport this year. I, I really do. I don't need, I don't even think it's close. And that's for a team that's been irrelevant because mm-hmm. he's trying to do something that really you don't do. And you know he's not going to tolerate losing. So I'm I think it's I think it's gonna be fascinating to see how they are. But yeah, right now. He's kind of he's sort of testing the boundaries on what people will will or won't Except, care about. I guess. Yeah, <laughs> it's very interesting. Um, we, I, on the topic, yeah, go I, ahead. I, I want to. I've been very excited to hear what you think about rule changes in okay. college football because I'm wondering first and foremost, do you have strong takes on the rule no. changes? No, I, okay, I don't because I'm like when it happens, I'll have a strong take. But until then, I'm good letting the workshopping be done by other people. And, because And all they're doing it is leaking it to figure out what people, people are going to be okay with, right? Yes. It's brilliant. It's very smart, right? It's very smart. So 
the, um, it, 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 like I get it. Like this is a good way to do it. Like yeah. so, essentially, here as the as the backdrop, they're considering they want to make the game quicker and safer. And I can't argue with either of those because obviously player safety is paramount. And then, like yeah, speed the games up. It's all good for us. It helps our Saturdays. Helps our everything. Yeah. So here's the the rules that they're considering for those that don't know. Running the clock after a first down is rewarded, except in the last two minutes of the half. Eliminating the option for teams to call consecutive team timeouts. Carrying over any fouls in the next period of finishing with an an untimed down. And then the other one that was mentioned as well was continuing to run the clock on incompletions. Um, Which I think is the most controversial one, I would say. Without question. Like most of those pages feel like throw-ins. The untimed downs, the whatever, like not the end of the world. Um, keep the clock running on first down. I don't really have a problem with that, to be quite honest. That as yeah. long as at the end of the half it, it kicks into play, I think that's good. I, I actually like that, that one the best out of all of them. Like if I could pick one of the things that I think would be the most successful, because I think that will eventually lead you to the clock doesn't stop. But the giving those like two minutes in the ends of halves where yeah, it like cool. really matters and where like in college football it's different than the NFL. Like it's definitely I like good that. to I like actually, kind of ease into it. I think it's neat strategy. Like at the two minutes, like it's go time. I, I not only do I endorse that, I, I actually think it's it's kind of a cool thing. Consecutive time now, who gives a shit? I don't care. Fine. Um and then even but but the incompletion, I'm I'm a no on that. Like they're not gonna do that, by the way. Um yeah. So I had a couple ideas at BR today. I wrote up as it's it, it, as part of this three ideas that I think could speed up football. And I wanted to get your take on my ideas. These are, to be clear, these are just they're, they're they start they're very easy, Kramer. and then they move up in, in 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 complexity. So the first one, what was the first one? Well, I know one of them. <laughs> what the fuck was the first idea? Um, um, I know one of them was improving the, um, oh no, I got it. I think I got it. Yes, I got it now. Okay. It's improving the, <laughs> must've been a great article considering I wrote it 18 hours ago and I'm like, improving what Improving the review process. Yes. Okay. I, this is like a no brainer. It's so clumsy. It's so awkward. What they review, you get these guys looking through like Game Boys on the field, do it all at the conference headquarters. Like you could trim so much time just in like getting, like investing in the review process across conferences. Yeah. Maybe discussing the targeting rule as well. If we're doing things for safety, that may not speed up the game, but like in terms of safety, figure it out, figure Figure, it out, figure it out. I like that too. Figure it out. My second one is shortening halftime. All right. I love pageantry. I love college football because it's different. I don't think I see need to see the marching band every halftime. I see them before. I see them before the game. I can see them at tailgates. You want to do a short little a short one? Like I'm good with that. That is college football blasphemy. I, I but but you could speed up the halftime. You it's, can they're, speed. They're you, here's the thing. I don't think we need to take discard just complete halftime performances because I I agree that. with you. I agree I think with we you. can shorten them for sure. Your gas your for that suggestion was like. <laughs> Well, because you oh, said, sh- I don't need to see the marching band at halftime. Well, I would like to see the All Ohio right. State marching band at halftime, but you can make All their right. performances shorter and give them a shorter time. Sure. I ca- I came in a little hot with my first uh, fair. Yeah, you're coming for college football's jugular. I, I know. And the I, pageantry. I, 
the pageantry I love. But you can get it before the game. There's so much pageantry. We're not lacking pageantry. We can give up a little bit. All right. Fine. But we're. I think we're on the same page of shortening it. Yes. But um, just don't do away with half times. Okay. My last one is where, and I haven't checked the comments because I know they're going to be horrible. Um, I never read the comments to anything. Is eliminating eliminating kickoffs. Now, hear me out. College football and the NFL has been telling you for a while now that kickoffs are going away. It's the most dangerous play in the sport, which is why they introduce fair catches. In the NFL, kickoffs are almost useless with the, how good the kickers are. And the, like, the number of opportunities they've tried to decrease a lot. So let's just be done. Let's just be done with kickoffs. You start the ball on the 25-yard line, or if you've been watching the XFL, and I haven't really, but I've watched some, you go for fourth and 15. And if you get it, you get to keep the ball. If not, the other team gets it on the 25-yard line. Have you seen that? It's cool. Like it's, you want, you need, you need an onside kick. You need a possession. No onside kicks are stupid too, by the way. It's a, it's such a but dumb play. But that takes play. away from like other fourth downs. Like where you're you, fourth. Cause if you, okay. So basically what you're saying is people would go on, go for it on fourth 15 to be rewarded for not getting it. But if, if you're fourth okay. and one and you don't get it, they get no. it at the same spot. Di- or is it sorry, always. No, different, different. So you score a touch. I'm winning. Iowa is beating Arizona by, I don't know, it's our two teams. <laughs> it's such an it, it's okay. yeah, I don't know. I'll try it. So it's 17. This is all hypothetical, to, everyone. It's, it's all hypothetical. Yeah, that's true, actually. Yeah, I got to go. It's nine to six, Iowa. Um, there we go. Uh, you guys just score a field goal. There's there's 18 seconds left. Okay. To get the, to get the ball back, this is an untimed down. You have to pick up a fourth and 15 or oh, the equivalent oh, oh, of 15 I see what you're yards. Saying, I see what you're saying. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. Sorry. That, that and was... so the onside kick now is a, a, a blank and 15. It's not even a fourth and 15. It's a little confusing. Okay. Um, it is, it is that. So you. Mm, don't love that. It's okay. Onside kicks are, are incredibly goofy, incredibly goofy play. Like but you I think like about them. it. No, but they there's like out a of glimmer balance. of hope. Glimmer but there's of hope. a but imagine the suspense on a fourth and fifteen. And by the way, if you miss it, twenty five yard line, you're toast. I like it. I don't. I you know again, want to speed up the games. Want to make want to make them safer. This is my. Clearly, you're not buying into this last idea. And the second no, idea okay. we need to, we needed to talk through because there was some immediate controversy, but. That would be it. And I think kickoffs are eventually going to go away anyways. Because yeah, safety purposes, I think it's it'll be less about speeding up the game and more about safety in my you know, opinion. You know, the, the other thing we could do to speed up the games is not so many fucking commercials, but they're not going to do that, right? Like, that's not on the table. Let's, like, address the obvious, like, c- touchdown, hey, commercial, Hey, the kids, the kids are off. making money now. They need those commercials. Co- co- commercial. <laughs> like, it's like, how about that? They're like, nope, nope. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think we're going to do that. Like, let's... uh. Take Let's away the eliminate, money? Yeah, no. the marching band, however. No, they, got, they could go. That's me eliminating them. I do I do love we're like trying to speed up commercials uh, or trying to speed up games without the crux of it. Um, as an aside, have you watched any spring training baseball? Speaking of speeding up I have games. not. I've seen like um, – I've seen – are you betting on spring training baseball? No. Okay. No, no, no. Okay, I was no. just checking. I was, was that a moment? Like, a, yeah, like, like an I intervention? I was a moment of concern when I realized yes, that that's I, why I, you I, might be watching. No, I um, 
I have not. I've been um, seeing a lot of spring training content on TikTok, but I have not engaged in that yet because I'm so locked into college basketball because it is, in fact, March. That's the first time that's ever been said. I've been seeing a lot of spring training content on TikTok. Like, True. Baseball teams are Rob back. Ranford's like, yes. I mean, yes, we're, that's we're what getting, teams want, we're, engagement. We're getting, yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't know how I feel about the pitch clock. It it makes me nervous. <laughs> like it gives me anxiety right now. Oh yeah, because, you were like, telling me about it. I'm like, like I'm like get it, get going, get the fucking batters. But like it's like I yes. feel bad. Um, but it 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 is weird how much it speeds the game along. Like it is it it I I think I'm gonna learn to love it. And the general consensus from people I, who I talk to are like, yeah, it's kind of cool. But I am curious, like what happens? And I don't know the answers to this. You're you're standing in the box and like a hundred mile an hour fastball misses your head by like 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 six inches, right? And you get knocked down. I'm assuming there's gonna be some sort of like, hey, you almost just got your entire life ruined. Like here's an extra ten seconds to gather yourself moment. Yeah. You feel like there's gotta be a little it's bit of It's gonna be a weird situation. I um I think pitchers who who are like psychos can manipulate it better to their liking. I I'm in. I, I give them credit for trying it, and I'm curious to see what happens. But, um, yeah, we'll see when the actual games start, and I can actually really watch these things. Yeah, my take with baseball is, like, I like it how it is. So I'm not one of those people who's like, oh, it's so slow and so boring. I don't want to watch it. Like, I watch golf. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, <laughs> I'm i not the demographic that, like, thinks that the game needs to be sped up. I don't care. I, like, I'll I'll still watch it if it's the same. Like, I, I don't know. I just maybe I'm the the wrong demo I, for them. I I fall into that that category as well. By the okay. way, I don't I don't need it sped up. Um, yes, it's like it's always been good backdrop for me. Like in yes. the summer, like it's wonderful to have as a companion for you know all like yes. I don't I don't need yeah. it faster. It was it was fine. Um, yeah. So yes, so that's what's been going on. Um, are there any other college football-y things i don't think there are no i think it's time to transition into our, into our second favorite sport golf i love golf i love golf so much and there's been a lot of golf content even today um yes where do we want to start do we want to start full swing documentary or do we want to start pga news as of today um pga news is very interesting okay. like i i finally just saw it we can start there okay no no cuts like PGA is doing away with cuts for the elevated events. For the elevated events, the smaller fields, which I don't, I, I get it, I understand it. So I, I, I'm curious though how it works out. So what were your thoughts? So no cuts, smaller fields for the elevated events. It's cool if you're in a non-elevated event, you can, um, you can obviously play your way into those events, which is neat. That's a cool way to kind of funnel like young talent into these types of you know weekends. So what were your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think it's a great way to get big names. To always be around. So like the big thing with the PGA changes last year were that they were going to have these elevated events and like the top, however, whatever number it was that they put the cutoff had to play in those um, tournaments. I think it gives those guys a little bit more incentive to play through the weekend. And I think it gives um, fans a guarantee that their favorite golfer will be playing on a certain day. And we'll get people to to go to those things because I know there's a lot of that conversation in the NBA of like, oh, I paid all this money to see my favorite NBA player that didn't play. 
people aren't sure if people are going to make the cut. They buy tickets well in advance. It guarantees that they will see the person that they want to see. I never um, really thought about that. I haven't had time to process it, but that actually makes a ton of sense. Yeah, I think that was the whole point of having events be like, quote, mandatory for the top whatever golfers. I want to say it was like the top 10 have to play in it. I don't know if there was like a longer one, but um, it just guarantees that those guys play. If they have a bad week, they still are playing on Saturday and Sunday and like fans still get to see those golfers. Um, So I think that's really an incentive. Um. But I don't like the idea that I think it's funny because today Live Golf tweeted and was like, oh, like imitations, the like sincerest form of flattery because they play like they don't have cuts. But like you literally took golfers from one tour and brought them to your tour. Like we're talking about flattery and like taking things from other people. Like, OK. Um, but yeah, I actually like that the PGA is really leaning into making some of these rule changes. And as much as I would hate to give Liv any sort of credit, I do think that's sort of what pushed the game of golf forward. Um, but I don't agree that, you know, I don't agree with how Liv does their thing. And I also think the product is just absolute trash. So I uh, look, I'm, I have a golden I work for Golden Tee and we're, we have a partnership with the PGA Tour. I feel like I have to say this all the time because my commentary is going to be incredibly biased. Mm-hmm. And actually, i got to be careful because I think I could probably get in trouble for stuff that I say or don't say. But I'm obviously Team PGA Tour. I'm also going to the players on Tuesday, which I'm really looking mm. forward to. I love being down at TPC Sawgrass. So I'm going to have meetings. Way, I am, am going to yeah. ask you to get me uh, some merch. You, you got it. I'm in. It's a, they have a great merch setup. So They do. I saw it online and I almost said it to you being like, this is the one I want. Please <laughs> yeah. find it. I, I, I think that the live has prompted the tour to look at what it's doing and make enhancements. And I think that's good. Like any yes. competition is good for uh, all of us because mm-hmm. it drives it drives a lot of focal points of ways you can make it better. And that's like through anybody's job, through any anything you do, you're trying to improve the overall product, um, which is great. The ratings for the tour have been spectacular. Waste management was awesome. Uh, players is going to be massive uh, yeah. this week. It's going to be massive. You have Arnold Park. So like, um, and then obviously you like ride this really cool Florida wave into Augusta, which is going to be, again, Interesting. like going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be wild. Um, yeah. In a lot of respects. So golf is riding the wave. I can say that I, I like full swing. I'm not as immersed in it as I thought I would have been. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why. And I'm not done yet. But okay. I like it. I like it. What I, episode I do. I really, are you on? Um, I think I'm through three, two or three. Okay, wait. It gets better from like okay. from a. It's not from bad. A, it's good. So it starts more for the like intro to golf. Okay, so yeah. it starts where they explain things a little bit more. You know, like what each of the terms mean, what the tournaments are, and things like that. Um, I found the Brooks Kepka episode to be very interesting because like. I, to his credit, a lot of people were like, oh, he's a huge douchebag and we don't like him and all this stuff. I found it to be a little bit interesting to get a different perspective from him and like the mental side of the game. Um, And I thought he was pretty vulnerable and I didn't sort of expect that from him. So I will say that about that episode is that I sort of didn't expect him to be that vulnerable. The episode with JT and Justin, like we know their friends, or JT and Justin, JT and Jordan, we know their friends. I would have liked a little more from that. Um... But the rest of it, like, I mean, Joel Damon, 
You've got uh, Tony Finau. I cried the entire Tony Finau episode. The entire time. So I I thought overall it was good. I think as you get into later episodes, and then the last episode is like a, if you're a PGA Tour homer and you've been a Rory fan for a while, it's probably one of the better episodes of something. Because there's a no, moment in it. for that. And I... I don't want to spoil it for you, but there's a moment and you'll know when, when it happens that I was like, hell yeah. Like that's the Rory we know who has like that fire in him. And it's not the like as cookie cutter or just saying what he needs to say to be the face of golf um, in the PGA tour, but it's, yeah. it's a little, it gets a little fiery and I liked it. So I, overall I would give it like a, like a seven and a half out of 10. If I'm yeah, no, 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 I, I'm not done. So it's incomplete, but I will say. I, obviously, look, I work for Golden Tee. Interest in golf is high. When the interest in golf is high, like, Golden Tee play goes up. And hey. so, like, it's it's cool. Yeah, it's neat. Like, there's a there's a golf wave again. It sort of started in COVID. It was, like, one of the things that you could do. Mm-hmm. And I think the controversy and now just the general, like, people are, are – it's like their golf – PGA Tour is trying to find its post-Tiger era, although it's enjoying now – whatever is left of tiger, which I don't know. There was glimpses. Like there are going to be glimpses along the way. Yeah. Right. Like, so I'm, I'm curious to see how it goes, but I am, it is compelling as hell and it's a really fun stretch. So what I'm going to do is walk the course at Sawgrass Tuesday and Wednesday after meetings and, um, you know, probably drink, you know, a good amount of beers <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it should be, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to it. It's uh it's a beautiful course. Like it's, it's a lot of fun. So merch will be had. Yeah, I'm going to post content gonna... of the grass because I feel like that has to be something oh, great for you. <laughs> it, it is. When we when we filmed out there. Producer uh, Matt, did... please cut that sound. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just repeat. Oh, God. When we we did a film like a couple years ago and it was at sunrise mm-hmm. and I'm just standing on the 17th green at sunrise like chilling and we had drones and stuff and it was like surreal. It was like yeah, a surreal it's cool. It's it, it's a it, the venue is incredible. Um, they're just riding a golf cart around there, like yeah, I'm just it's cool. There's good vibes there, so the vibes will be very good. Vibes the weather's good. supposed to be good. Remember last year for the players, it rained like four consecutive days. They got they got like ten inches of rain. Uh, this looks like the opposite, which is good for golf and good for everybody else. And I think the per- I don't know what the purse is for this. It's like the cartoonishly large, like the yeah. player's purse this Which year. We love that. I love we that, love they that, show too. that on the, the show too. And each person will win, like how much they made in the weekend. <laughs> yeah. No, it's fun. Especially, oh, this year, especially it's going to be fun. John Rom's like, I don't know. I forget where he is. Like <laughs> all time money. Yeah. yeah it, it's also, he's got a golden tea in his house. Just saying John Rom. <laughs> it's a proud golden tea owner. Nice. Um, I also am very excited. I know this is not necessarily your vibe, John Jones UFC is back this weekend, and it's a really good it's a really good fight card. So this is where uh, Saturdays we got ourselves a little like a beautiful little Saturday oh, shaving up. We we got we got, got college lots. basketball, really good college basketball. We got golf. We got a good yes. UFC card. Like it's, I'm good. Like I, mean, I, I, I miss college football, but I'm good. Like I, I am good with this. I do want to tell the people because I forgot we hadn't talked on the podcast. About um, when I text you, I was in Arizona and I was about to leave and I was standing in line (laughs) waiting to scan my boarding pass. And I text Kramer and I was like, hey, any UFC that I should bet on because I was getting in my last minute bets before I left Arizona um, on DraftKings. And 
it was pretty comical. It was very degenerate. You were like, oh, wow, yeah. this is the most degen thing, Paige. I was like literally boarding my plane. I showed my boarding pass and was still like plugging stuff in, walking down to <laughs> get is, on my plane. Um, you are geolocating yourself to yeah, I, was I, like, I think I was I think I was one and one. I, I yeah. did. I was one and one. It was I have not bet on on fighting since then. So I know there was a big boxing match. I didn't touch that either because I know nothing about that. Um but I wish I was better at gambling on UFC or boxing, but I'm just not. It's fun. Oh, it's become my guilty pleasure. It's like something to do. I don't really like betting in the NBA. I have been doing it. I will bet some baseball. <clears throat> College basketball is going to be disgusting oh, betting the next couple of weeks. I'm I, so I excited. The- I, I honestly like this. I, like I said, after the football season, I was exhausted and just like, whew, I don't know how I'm going to make it to March. Um, but I, it's March 1st and I'm like revitalized. I'm back. Do you, I'm do you have any futures bets for teams for March Madness? Do you have any like win the natty bets? Cause I'm, I'm thinking about, I need uh, a horse or horses to back for this. So I do. And it's embarrassing. Oh, I, I know who it is. No, it's, it's not Arizona. the cats. It's not Arizona. Oh. Well, actually I do have an Arizona future bet. Um, but I bet Kansas like a while ago. I forget what I got the odds at. I'm gonna have to look it up later. They're they're it plus was in Ari- it was, now. It was when I was in in Arizona and I was on DraftKings and I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna make this bet now and leave it. Um, but it was a couple weeks ago, so it, I think it that's, was decent odds. Yeah, that, you probably 12, 14. Like that's yeah. looking like a good bet. They are right behind Houston at six fifty. Yeah. Um. Oh my God, we got to talk about Iowa, Michigan State. Um, I did not have money on this game. But we were doing Saturday things with my kids. We got home. I put the Iowa game on. Um, I'm not a diehard Iowa basketball fan, but I'm a fan. Yeah. My kids were giving Iowa shit. They're like, God, they're bad. Why are they so bad? Ooh. Oh, they didn't make a shot. And I'm like, Fuck, turn the game off. They're in their troll era. And they are. Like, you know, but they like rooting for winners. And kids, I'm sorry. This is. This is your in the wrong house. If you're like rooting for winners with, with all, all like sports teams. Like make them Alabama fans and like, yeah, yeah, like, in like the, the Mets and the Jets. Like what the f- no Chiefs so fans. And then finally, I'm like looking at Twitter. I follow a shit ton of Iowa people, and they're like everyone's going nuts. So I put yeah. it on, and it, it was like surreal. Like so, if you had Michigan State plus five and a half, and you lost in overtime, and you were up, I think it was like thirteen with like I don't know like less than two minutes left. Mm-hmm. It's one of the worst losses in gambling history. There have been worse losses, I'm sure. Yeah. I, it, that has to be <laughs> truly one of the worst beats ever that I can ever recall. Um, yeah. Then Iowa beat the shit out of Indiana somehow. Like it's weird. Weird. Oh, Iowa, basketball Iowa, is giving Iowa weird thing. vibes this year. I do think though, and maybe you could speak to it, like it does feel pretty wide open. It like is. It does. It absolutely yeah. this is this is the first year in a while that I've really genuinely felt that. Like I'm trying to think back to like I think twenty fourteen it was pretty wide open. Yeah. Um it's you know, it's fun. I've yeah. I, like I said, I've been enjoying it. Yeah, um, no, it's exciting. So oh, I didn't do my beer reveal. I don't know if we're betting on things, but I've got a Takate today. Oh, in forever. I was just in Mexico. Oh, yeah. No, it's delicious. Delightful. Which, by the way, could I tell a very funny story about what happened to me yes. in Mexico? Yes. It's like slightly frightening, but it's funny now. Oh, um, God. So I was in Mexico for my friend's wedding. 
And obviously Mexico, not in a great place right now. All of us were just like a little bit nervous. We stayed at the resort the whole time, like just being careful. The first night that we were there, there was like a couple weddings that were um, happening this uh, during this week at this resort. And the night before, everyone has like a welcome party and it was like a white party. And the first night we got there, there was a big welcome party and we like saw it from the, the beach and whatever. So it's like, I mean, we had been up since like five in the morning. So we all went to bed at like 11. Um, so it's probably like 1130-ish. Okay. And all of a sudden I hear like the click of my like key thing where like it sounds like it's clicking and trying to open. And I'm like, what the heck? So I walk over to my door and I look at the people and there's a guy trying to like open the door. And I and then all of a sudden he starts like elbow like this. And I'm like, what is happening? Like, and I also like at first glance, like I couldn't tell if he worked at the hotel or not because they were in white and like the people who work at the hotel would wear all white. So I'm like internally like panicking, complete panic. So I call security and I'm like, um, somebody's trying to get into my room. And luckily they called me back within two minutes and were like, hey, he was drunk. He couldn't find his room. We escorted him to his room. Like, do you need anything else? Like they called me back like seriously within two minutes because they had cameras everywhere and they could find him. But like, what are the odds of like all the rooms oh to pick? God. And like the first night we're there, I'm terrified. I text all my friends. I'm like, oh my God, their husband's like, do you need me to come? I'm like, no, 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 I'm fine. I'm fine, fine. But probably oh one of the God. scarier moments of all time. But looking back on it, like maybe when you're in a hotel, and you are super drunk, ask somebody to tell you where your room is so you don't try and break into someone's room by accident because it is a very scary thing. You know, it's, um, well, I love it in Vegas because I'm MGM, I, I have it on my app. So that yeah. first night, I, I'm like, the remote key never, the, you know, NFC or, doesn't work. But I know the number, right? Yes. Like, because without it, I'm, I have to take a picture of it. Yeah. Because I've, I've never been there. I'll be more of like the sheepish person who goes to the front desk That's hammered exactly, like, yeah. um, hey, uh, yeah, hi, I'm drunk. Um, yeah. Where am I staying? Well, and in Vegas too, like all of the hotel hallways look the same. Like it's very confusing. This one, <clears> like I could see where you get confused, but like the rooms are like decently far apart. Like, I don't know. Like it just, it was really interesting. I, I don't know where, where he was actually staying, but yeah, it was quite the interesting experience in Mexico. I, Let me tell you, scary in real time. Very, very scary oh, in real terrible. time. <laughs> The last time uh, I was in Vegas, which I'll be going to for Sweet 16, by the way, mm-hmm. um, a fr- a gambling with a buddy of mine. He was hammered. A couple of us. He goes, I'm, I'm going home, going to bed. Or he's like, I'm going to bed. Cool, man. He's fine. Walking him, wa- watching him like waddle his way out of there. He's, he's okay. Mm-hmm. Right? We're not going to leave somebody like in a situation. 15 minutes, minutes later, he comes back to the same spot. We're still gambling. He goes... I realized we're not in our hotel that we're staying. Like he's like, <laughs> we're in the RN. It's amazing. like, oh my god. Okay, maybe we should go. No. If we're there, then it's time to it's time to close it down. So yes, Vegas for the Sweet Sixteen. I'm looking forward to. Um, yeah, you're. I was traveling most of February, and now you're traveling. I'm going to be a hermit, watching just college yes. basketball, which is very exciting. Anyway, I'll be in Houston for the Final Four, but oh, it's very. Oh, I know. I'm, je- I'm jealous. No, it's going to be no. fun. I'm. I am conference championship weekends, by the way. I love. Oh, I love. Talk about, talk about great betting opportunities. My like brother's going to be in Vegas. Now. I have been in Vegas for conference championships. It is a super underrated. Week it's super to fun. Be there. Well, especially because the Pac-12 tournament is there. So going, I've yes. been three times. I think um, it's super fun. Um, 
I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about the fact that this week is the first weekend of the F1 season, by the way. So Sunday. I, uh, in yeah, and then I, I was just in Vegas, degenerate alert. And yes, what they're, what they're doing to get ready is pretty, is pretty crazy. Um, it is pretty crazy. So I'm, I am intrigued. I just saw also like the mock-up for like in front of the Bellagio and like having been in front of that, like, I don't know, literally like dozens of times mm-hmm. turning that into like, F, like into a straightaway is just, it, it like blows my mind that they're going to do this. Like, it's going to be amazing. Um, I honestly, I'm putting it out there now. It's months away. I want to go to that so bad because it's going to be absolute chaos, but it's going to be yes. wonderful because like there's if anything, Formula One goes big with everything. There's a lot of money involved. Not that there's not a lot of money involved in all of their sports, but I feel like in this one specifically, and for the fact that like there's so many American fans now, this yes. is is going to be a huge deal. So I very much am looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to the season. I'm wearing my Carlos Ferrari sweatshirt. I'm ready to get hurt. I'm ready <laughs> my, to get hurt. My, my Uber driver said from Vegas that he started buying up random hotel rooms that weekend and he's going to sell them <laughs> because they're, they're, they're like that crazy. Yeah. Like, it's it's going to be nuts, nuts, but I, I think it'll be really cool and I'm excited for another oh, race too. to be in America. So I am excited me just too. for the season in general. So be ready for my takes. I do have I, drive to survive takes, but I'll, I'll save those for my own personal podcast on TikTok. I got to get on TikTok. Um, I'm just saying. Um, all right. It's been, it's good to be back. It does feel it good to be back. It's like therapy. Like it is. It's like therapy. So uh, we will have more stuff to talk about. I don't know when. I do. I do. We have to figure out when we're going to record. If I'm going to get drunk at Sawgrass, which may be great content. Maybe wow. Terrible content. We should definitely have you drunk on the pod. We should just have yeah. you like call in via FaceTime. Me- me- meandering around the golf course. Yeah. Yes, that actually sounds awesome. Yes. we will figure out when. But we are uh, back. We are back. We, we are back. We are. We back. will be recording. Yes. So for Paige, I am Adam. Welcome back. We will talk to you guys next week at some point. Probably. (laughs) At some point.